trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
Monday, Friday night. This is Topical Resort, only on Radio Sega.
And with that, surprisingly welcome to the Top of the Resort after a rather long music break. No, it wasn't an hour and 30 minutes long, it just happened to be that, well, we're an hour late today, which I explained well and truly beforehand on uh, Discord. So you can't really blame me for that one. If you listen to the podcast, you have absolutely no clue what's going on, but a rather belated welcome if you are listening live. You just heard a track from Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing. Originally supposedly meant to be in Sambody Amigo, however it didn't make the final cut. It did however make a branded exclusive album, so the album was called um, Sambody Amigo Presents Bellini or something like that. But, um, yeah. Um, so what, sorry I keep getting messages today. What happened there was, I don't really know, but they released an album which contained all their songs except Boom Boom was one of them, but it was never in any of the games, except it made it into Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, along with another track, which isn't up tonight, but if you want to request it, then maybe it can be up tonight. For that, from Marin Sonic of the Rio 2016 Olympic Games, that was... Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. This requires me to pronounce Portuguese words, and... No. Rio. It's something to... Rio. That's all you're getting tonight. That's the best you're getting. I swear. Either way. Um, yeah, so, welcome to the show. we got a lot of you currently listening, even though there's been uh, a delay on the show. We have Superbike, Alex Coppertone, II1980, Brit Gamer98, Jamie64326, Serga, Shaky and Bakey, and probably a few others. Um, I'm just going to scroll a bit up to see whether we've got any more. Uh, for the most part, I think that's it. So, hello to everyone listening. If you're currently listening but you're not tuned into the chat room, well, there's only one place you need to go for that, and that is radiose.ga forward slash Discord. And uh, from there, you can join our lovely chill out. Not chill out. You can join our lovely chat room and chill out with a bunch of fellow Sega fans. And, well, tonight, you're going to need to have some other stuff to chat about, because I'm not sure how much, to be honest, you can chat about in relation to this topic because it's mainly a music one and it's a good music one at that it's a lot of stuff uh, a lot of the tracks here you'll recognize from other shows that i've done a lot of them i hope will be completely new to you it's a mix of classics and some brand new ones i'm looking forward to it uh jamie uh, says who said who said i was listening it's a good question um in that case we're just gonna say he's not listening you know that's that's the best i can do here but um, yeah, I have some notes that I should probably read off because that would stop me from mindless, mindlessly wandering around, except um, I'm lost, completely lost. So, we are here today to discuss the Samba de Amigo series, a series of three games, all of which are incredibly similar and feature mostly the same music. But we're here to discuss them today, as well as any sort of related music or games relating to the music, such as the... Uh, Sonic and Sega crossover games and the Marion Sonic Rio 2016 because, well, that contains a lot of music in relation because another rule that I should bring up tonight is a good amount of the music won't be from the genre or layer motif because a lot of the music here is going to be selected from the Samba games which they tended to go for a more, even though it's called Samba the Amigo, they tend to go for a more Latin pop style rather than Samba. So as a result, you're going to be hearing a lot of the tracks where you go, hang on a second, is that Samba? No, it's not Samba. That's why we've said we called it related tracks. And in particular, there's some where you're like, oh, I can sort of see why it's been lumped in with Samba de Amigo. But there's some songs later in the show where you're sort of going to go, what? How did they put this in this game? And there's one particular song which we're going to play during the Toppy Mix where you're just going to go, 
This is so confusing, but for not only the reason of how did this song find its way into this game, but also the contents of the song. So we'll be getting into that a slight bit later on, but um, also on top of that, it's a bit of good timing going on here. Because it's the 3rd of May, and oh look, we can... I was going to do the show anyway, but we can obligatory tie it into Sunday's gatherings on the 5th of May. So we're going to pretend that's totally the reason why we're doing this, and... The excuse I normally lean back on is, oh, the weather's nice outside, because that's a good lean-back excuse. That means I can cover whatever I want under the guise of, oh, it's a bit nice outside, it's a bit warm, therefore I can talk about what I want. No, I can't really use that one today, because I've made it apparent on Twitter and on the show blogs that, um, well... Britt brings up a good point, actually, hang on a second. He says, the Big the Cat song is in the Toffee Mix, which, no, but that actually was in Somebody Amigo version 2000, Lazy Days Living in Paradise. That was a DLC song. So, I mean, you could request it if you want, and it would count, but it's not in there as of now. But, yes, um, I'd normally lean back on that weather excuse. However, I've made it apparent on Twitter and on Discord today, and on the show blog as well, that it's absolutely pelted it down. It's pitch black in uh, the office where I'm hosting this from right now, due to the fact that mainly because I have the blinds closed, but even if they weren't, it's not much brighter outside, and that's not because the sun's setting, it's just pitch black, and it's been raining all day, so yay, nice, happy, cheery, dancey music for the dullest day of the year so far, honestly. Good timing on me. And um, I want to know from you guys, mainly, what have you been up to this week? I should probably explain that, um, well... The reason I was late is because uh, I've been out, been <laughs> been seeing some people I normally don't see all that much, which is the main reason here, but um, aside from sort of that, for the reason why I was late, this week's been a very slow week, but I just want to sort of get these discussions started up on um, the topic of the talk, because I, I just love finding out about you guys and what you've been doing, so I want to know what you've been up to this past week. Aside from today, yesterday, I had an interesting day, because I, I decided to myself, do you know what? I'm gonna 100% World of Light on Smash Ultimate, which is the story mode, and I, I sort of knew what I was getting into, but it was a mistake. So, I started off at 10am yesterday, and if you caught my Twitter, I, I finished 100%ing the game at 4 in the morning. That's almost 24 hours. That's 18 hours of... Smash Bros Ultimate, and I don't even like the mode that much, but I just sort of had that light bulb moment of, I need to do this, I'm never going to do this again, I need to finish this, um, because I want that alternate menu music, because you unlock uh, different main menu themes if you do it, so that popped into my mind of, oh, um, let's go ahead and unlock some new main menu themes, so I did that, and that, that was all she wrote, because... 17 hours, 18 hours later, I completed the game, went to bed, woke up, and uh, continued on with my morning. So, that's what's happened in regards to that. Um, yeah, I think that's it from me. I've chatted about myself enough. Let's chat to you guys a bit more. And you pinged me five times, so there must be something sort of important going on. So, 27 new messages. Yeah, that's quite a few new messages. We're being ultra slow in regards to scrolling on Discord today, because this is why you pay for a fast computer so it can load Discord of all things slowly. Faster, hurry up. 
Frick um, Gamer says, been busy as blank. Lots of stuff happening at work. Because I assume, yeah, you, a lot of you guys have this thing called work. I'm not really too sure that is myself, but it sounds it sounds like not a lot of fun, to be honest. So maybe I'll be skipping out on that one, but I, I imagine the answer for a few of you will be work. But anything fun when you haven't been at work? That's what I want to know. Jamie says, I've been checking out Sonic Unleashed on PS3. God, the frame drops. I did sort of warn you about this briefly, that the frame drops on PS3 are bad. You play on 360, um, there's two differences between the versions. You play on 360 for a more stable 30 frames per second, or you play on PS3 if you want it to occasionally hit 60, but most of the time be sporadic in regards to what frame rate it hits, whereas 360 tends to stay fairly stable for the most part. Uh, uh, who else has been saying stuff? Brit. Oh, hang on. Superbike said, been awake for two days. Driven a group to Paris. Really should sleep, but need to listen. Shouts to Superbike. He is an absolute trooper of a uh, listener. He goes through thick and thin to listen to these shows. Unlike some of you go, uh, just finished my dinner. Yeah, before I go to sleep, I'll listen to an episode. Um, can't really be bothered. No, he... He works around the clock. Same with J-Star. Shout out to J-Star if he's uh, listening or listening on the podcast or whatever. I haven't seen him around in a few weeks, but if you're listening, hello, sir. But J-Star's an absolute trooper. He stays up till like 4 or 5 in the morning to listen to the show in the Philippines. And uh, love that dedication. Great, great stuff. Um, I like all of you listening to this at 8pm right now, you scrubs. Uh, we also had... Uh, Brute Gamer says, I think the amount of work has something to do with the number of Gs. Five, maybe? What? Eh. I feel like I missed something to that message. There's probably more parts to it, so moving on. Maybe I'm just being stupid. I've got too much stuff running through my head tonight to, uh, to pay attention to what you guys are saying. Uh, Serga says work is an illness. Yeah, definitely. Brit once again, because he likes to steal the spotlight here, says he's been loading up Virtual Console Injects on my 3DS, and that's going to require a bit of explanation uh, for those of you who aren't really sort of hacking technical-minded. So... The 3DS has a virtual console where you can download old games off it, and through hacking you can put on any old game you want through it. So, uh, a good example of like uh, virtual console inject is back in the day they released. Te- I say back in the day, it was almost 10 years ago now. Well, they released 10 GBA games on the 3DS virtual console that you can't buy. You could only get them if you were given them. They never did any more. So there's only 10 GBA virtual console games, but. Thanks to the power of hacking, you can inject any game you want, and therefore you can, um, therefore, therefore you can put on any GBA game you want as a console, any NES game, any GBA, uh, sorry, any Game Boy game, any Mega Drive game, anything like that. Think of it, you can probably inject it, and Brit's been doing that, and I, I salute that, because I've, my 3DS, now that it's, on my 3DS, I have two 3DSs, uh, it's not greedy, I got one of them for 20 quid. And the other one I did actually pay full price for. My 3DS XL has become the hacking machine. Because I've got all my emulators on it, all my GBA, my Mega Drive, my 3D Classic. It's got everything on it. It's a great little emulation machine. More so than the PSP because it runs a ton of stuff. Specifically, I love it for Sega CD emulation. I always uh, play Sonic CD on the go on that. Great device there. Um, we've got Shaky and Bakey. So it's been playing through Super Mario Galaxy again and it turns 10 years old next year why is time moving so fast um, I need another salute in the chat for Shaky and Bakey because we all know Mario Galaxy 2 is the best Mario game anyone who says otherwise um, 
You're banned from a chat room, but no, it is genuinely my favourite Mario game. Love Mario Galaxy 2. I've been meaning to play it for so long. I only beat the original Mario Galaxies in Galaxy 1 for the first time back in September-ish time. But I've played through the second one so many times, I'm surprised it took me that long to go, yeah, I'm going to actually beat the first one. But I finally did it. And that game's a brilliant game, but not as much as the second one. Personally, still play the second one. But mm, I think we've been chatting for long enough here. I think it's time we got on into the Trivia Coast and then time for some more music. But more importantly, I think you guys want your points by now. So let's give you points over on the Trivia Coast. Trivia Coast. And here we are over at the Trivia Coast, and this is our weekly game show where you can win some points for your Sega education. So all you need to do is join Discord, radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Send me a private message. I am greenviperate hashtag 6383. You can only enter on Discord. Do not post in a public chat room or your entry will be disqualified and you'll give away the game for everyone else. So we have three questions. One medium, one... Oh, sorry, one hard, one medium, one easy. Hard is worth five points. Mediums worth three and easy is worth one. I'll ask you one during each talk bed and you can continue to answer them. So say I ask you the medium question, you can still answer the hard question afterwards. And Google is your friend in this case. You'll want to use Google. And I should say as well, if you're, if you're listening on the podcast, sorry you can't play along, but try and see if you can find the answers anyway. Because um, I always like to say that I, I pick some hard questions, but you guys always seem to really blitz through them, man. I'm not too sure about this hard one. On the one hand, I'd like to think I've worded it so that it's hard, but on the other hand, I think some of you guys are just so good with your Sega knowledge, I'm not sure that I'm going to, you know, be able to, um, be able to hold you down for much longer. So you might get your five points immediately, but with that in mind, here's the hard question. Samadhi Amigo had a sister title revolving around similar mechanics, which also happened to be on the Naomi arcade board and it was later ported out of the arcade into the home. What is the name of this game, the console version, and what console would it receive a port on? So what is the name of the spiritual successor to Samba de Amigo, and what console was it ported to? Let me know on Discord, you've got plenty of time, probably about an hour or so, and while you do that, we're going to get into the only track tonight, hopefully, because I don't think it's very good, but the, hopefully the only track we have from Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing for the DS, because I was running a bit thin on Samba music, so I decided, yeah, let's get on another one from the spin-offs, and this time it's from the butchered DS sound card, and it's simply known as Party Time, right here on the Topical Resort.
Up next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. And we are back. That was Diodoro from Marin Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. And before that, from Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, the DS version. There's a lot of Sonic music in a show that is mainly meant to be Sabo Di Amigo. We haven't had a single track from one of the games yet. That is going to change in a bit. But that was party time from the DS version. As I just said, I'm not repeating myself. But, yeah, back. And we would normally have a hasty history here. And... We still do, but it's not going to be all that hasty because I really haven't had time to get anything ready. Because I got everything else ready, but unfortunately the hasty history is sort of the thing I leaked to last. Just because it's the, not in a bad way, but it's a bit of a disposable segment in the sense of... Well, nothing's really lost from the show if we don't have it versus if I don't have trivia questions. Then we've lost a major part of the show, but... And plus I still have the advantage of, well, I have Wikipedia, etc. to read off of, and... At that point, it just turns into every other YouTube video, so I'm not really doing anything too wrong here, but you get the point. So, Sammy Amigo is a rhythm game developed by Sonic Team and published by Sega. It released in arcades in December 1999 and came to the Dreamcast in the year 2000. A Wii version was developed by Gearbox Software and Escalation Studios in 2008. So, in the game, you use maraca-shaped controllers and you shake them... Uh, you shake them in one of the six matching rings, depending on uh, where the circles... So you have circles on the screen, they fly into one of six rings, and you have to lift your left or right maraca to the height and then shake. And uh, that's really all she wrote. The music in Samba de Amigo is made of primarily popular Latin music, as I said earlier, rather than from common or traditional samba. The game also features not non-Latin pop songs. So, let's see what we've got. Um, for some reason, the release of the original Samba de Amigo is not on here, but version 2000 is. Um, right? Sure, that's not very helpful at all. Um, huh. Actually, this is quite interesting. This isn't really anything to do with history, but I want to read this off. So, um, I'm going to read off the entire bit of the Maraca section, because there's just a lot of interesting things in here that I didn't even get to read before. So, the original arcade game used red Maraca controllers modelled after their in-game design. Magnetic sensors were used to determine their position. As this was an expensive process, it had to be reworked for the home version. In the Dreamcast version, each Maraca has a cord, which is plugged into the bar that lies in the front of the player's feet. The bar is slightly more than two feet in length and has a sensor at each end and each maraca has an ultrasonic transmitter mounted its cord. This is very different to how the Wii version worked. This allows the system to triangulate the position of each ma maraca. The rattle part can be unscrewed from the top of each maraca for quieter play. Included in the box is a plastic mat with two brown footprints which help players position themselves in relation to the sensor bar. With the exception of the version 2000 sequel, the Maracas were never officially used for any other games, though they can be used with Namco's Mr. Driller for, appro for approximate control of the player's character. A single Mar this is really cool. A single Maraca could also be used to control the SNK-produced Cool Cool Town. 
In the Wii version, players use the Wii Remote in combination with either a nunchuck or another Wii Remote. Optionally, unlicensed third-party Miracle attachments are also available. Um, what have we got in regards to the release of the games? Nothing really. Ah, uh huh, interesting. Sambody Amigo version 2000 was announced for a North American release under the name Sambody Amigo version 2001. But it was amongst the games that were cancelled when Sega discontinued support for their console. I'd never heard that before. I didn't know that game was planned for an American release. But even then, um, I guess that would have been the first game on the chopping block. I mean, we really didn't want to see Shenmue go. And while I love version 2000, it's a bit of a confusing title. And one I think would have been even more confusing for consumers in North America, because the game is basically the original Sambody Amigo for Dreamcast, but enhanced with a few more features and a few more songs. But I really don't know how you would convey that very easily to the American audience. This was, I saw, the only other really time, like deluxe editions and Game of the Year editions and this sort of thing had really been done was Street Fighter 2. And I don't know how you'd explain to the North American market, yeah, you've got to rebuy the exact same game again for the same price that it has three more songs. I, don't, I think that would have been a commercial failure, so maybe it was a smart decision to scrap version 2001. Uh, that's... Um, Samity Amigo's comeback was in the form of the iToy game Sega Superstars, where players' movements were recorded by the iToy camera, and they were placed in front of Aboriginal Maracas. And, well, that was really sort of it until the Sega crossover games, to be honest. Because then came Amigo in Sega Superstars Tennis, and then the Samba stages in both Sonic and All-Stars Racing and Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. And in mid-2007, veteran developers Gearbox Software came up with the idea to port the game to the Wii console. And once Sega approved, they began working on a new version with Sonic Team Consulting for the game. So the default setting of the game uses the Wii Remote and Nunchuck to simulate the maraca shaking, with the option to use two remotes separately, which I didn't know until recently, for wireless play. Um, so unlike the maraca controllers of the Dreamcast, which used their... Um, uh, which used their height to determine where they were being shaken, the Wii Sense Bar can't do this. Instead, the angle of the Wii Remote determines... Uh, if the Wii Remote is being shaken high, mid, or low. Apparently the rotation of the camera has effect on the detection, which I didn't know. Um, anything else interesting? Okay, that, that's um, something of note. Somebody Amigo is the first retail Wii game to support the, play, or the pay and play portion of Nintendo Wi-Fi connection which was previously used exclusively by WiiWare titles. So what that technically means is it was the first official, uh, sorry, it was the first retail Wii game to have DLC. Some people would view that as a good thing, others as a bad thing. I don't necessarily think that's all that horrible. The first, the first Wii game to feature DLC, the Wii infamously having um, very small hard drive space, it only had 512 megabytes. And as a result, Nintendo were very strict on size limitations for both DLC and WiiWare games. That's uh, tying it back into one of my favourite games. That's the reason why we didn't get Super Meat Boy on Wii. 
because it was originally slated for Wii, and Nintendo were pretty heavily developing, uh, uh, funding development, sorry, and then uh, the game went over the limits that Nintendo allowed for WiiWare, and, well, the, the developers said, no, we're not compromising the game just to fit it on WiiWare, so as a result, the game never came to WiiWare, and eventually we got it on Wii U and Switch, and they're not the best of ports, but... That's the reason Nintendo were very strict on how big a WiiWare game could be because the Wii only had 512 megabytes of flash memory, so really had to be conservative. And that wouldn't have been a problem if Meat Boy had released like a few months later because uh, at that point they allowed SD card support, so you could have just loaded the WiiWare game onto the SD card and not worried about it. But this wasn't a thing around 2008 when Samba Amigo released, so as a result, you only have three songs per pack and. I think you can load all three at once, that's fine, but you're not really going to get too much else on your Wii if you have them all on the hard drive at the same time, all three of the packs. So as a result, there was nine DLC tracks for Samadhi Amigo Wii, which I have on hand tonight, because um, previously we played a few songs from Samadhi Amigo Wii on the show, and now I have the entire Samadhi Amigo Wii soundtrack, which is going to be going up on the Radio Sega playlist shortly, but on top of that... I scouted down the infamous, or not infamous, but the hard to come by DLC tracks. And none of them are hard to come by because they're all popular songs, but they're all shorter edits exclusive to the game, which were very sort of elusive and no one had them for a while and they're not on any of those <coughs> illegal music sites, but. Well, they are, but not those versions. But you sort of get the point. The Sam and Amigo mixes aren't available anywhere, but. I, thanks to the power of various extraction tools, um, I'm going to go over the process of how I got the music a little bit. So, I owned the DLC back in the day, so it's fine. I paid for this DLC. Um, I went on to a naughty site, uh, um, uh, but I owned the DLC, as I said. Uh, I went onto there, and it has them in a specific format. I then extracted said format, which gave me a bunch of .app files. And then using another program, I extracted the .app files, which then gave me clean, high-quality audio files of all the music tracks. So, as a result, you're going to be hearing some tracks from the Sam and Amigo DLC tonight. And one of them, we've played on the show quite a bit, actually. We've played it a few times, because um, it has another relation to... It has a relation to another Sega game that isn't, the, isn't a rhythm slash Samba game. So, we'll be getting into that a, a bit later on in the show, but... But now, yeah, that's that's all she wrote for Samba Amigo and the semi-sort of history. I keep saying all she wrote. I've never used that phrase before tonight. But apparently... Or before tonight. But apparently now it's my favourite phrase. Anyway, uh, before you guys can get writing down your answers for the hard question, I'm going to tell you the medium question so you can nab yourself an easier three points. Although saying that, I don't think you're exactly having a difficult time getting those, those five points. So let's go on and get the medium question over in the Trivia Coast. Trivia Coast. So you may recall, previously, the hard question I asked you was, if I can scroll up... Because uh, there's so many of you guys tonight, shout out to everyone listening, because... You are all great. <laughs> There's never normally this many people in the chat room, but as a result, sort of a bad thing. It's making my Discord client lag. Guys, can you please stop talking so I can scroll through my client? No. Um, but... Um, 
What was, so the hard question was, what was the name of the spiritual sequel to Samba the Amigo and what console was it ported to? That was the hard question, and now for the medium question worth three points, you can only enter if you play through Discord, blah blah blah. When Samba the Amigo made its way home, it, re- it received a straight up port and an enhanced port. <laughs> what? That makes no sense. It received a straight up port that was also enhanced, known as Samba the Amigo version 2000. What new mode would replace some old ones in this release? So, in Somebody Amigo version 2000, what mode would replace some old ones in this release? Let me know for your three points. And, well, while you do that, I have none of your requests lined up. So, uh, let me find one of them. Uh, you wanted that. Let's see if I can actually find the one I'm thinking of. I guess it's that one. Uh, is it that one? It can't be. It must be the other version of it? Let me listen to the video. Because um, this, this person, who I'm not going to reveal yet, sent me a video. I'm fairly certain it isn't the version they say it is. Yeah, okay, I'm right. Um, I think I am, anyway. Oh, well. We'll put that one in, and then we'll get going. So, where's my sweepers? So you can hear the little request resort. That was a brilliant... Um, whatever. Rent-A-Hero, number one. Um, Rent-A-Hero, the main... What am I saying? From Samadhi Amigo, one of the DLC tracks. And originally from Rent a Hero number one, this is Rent a Hero as requested by Electric Boogaloo on the Request Resort. Request Resort.
Samadhi Amigo for the Dreamcast there, that was Sway. And I've mentioned before, uh, actually no, I don't think I have, but I mentioned in the chat room, the original version, the non-cover version of that is surprisingly one of my favourite songs, which people seem to be alarmed to hear, but it's true. <laughs> before that, from Sa that was a request by myself by the way, another request by myself before that, from Samadhi Amigo, the Wii version. I quite like that one too, that's Groove is in the Heart, because the licensed songs in Samadhi Amigo. Before that, from Marin Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games, me customization requested by Brick Gamer. Marin Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games once again, the main theme requested by Jamie64326. Kicking off the block from Renta Hero number one and a DLC track from the Dreamcast version of Samba the Amigo. Renta Hero, the version from that game, because there's a version that was on Fighters Megamix before that featuring Mitsuyoshi, so I had to check that it wasn't that version and it was the version that appeared in uh, Renta Hero number one, which it was. I thought I always had it in my head that Renta Hero Number One released after Samba Amiga, but apparently not. Or if so, maybe they already had the track ready to go, and it just appeared in Samba Amiga. I don't know. Either way, uh, this is the part of the show where we normally just ramble and talk about the games which uh, we, which are a part of the topic tonight. And we, there's no exception here, but the most part I've already done that in the chat room. So I'm gonna retread uh, sort of old ground for those of you who've been reading there, but. Uh, kicking things off with the original Samba de Amigo for the Dreamcast, and I, I don't have an awful lot of experience with this one. I've played it. I've played it for a few hours, actually, but I don't have the Maraca controllers, and I've been keeping an eye out for a long time, and a lot of people go, yeah, it's so expensive, but there are third-party ones, and I'm looking, my, looking for third-party ones, because they've dropped significantly in value, the third-party ones. They're about £30 now, which pretty good, pretty good value for money, especially with this brand new Samba de Amigo Dreamcast hacking going on, where people have managed to import songs from the Wii version, which released eight years later, they managed to port them back to the old version, and people are trying to make like the ultimate Samba de Amigo um, ISO or CDI now, and on top of that, there's ways to make custom songs now, and it's nuts. This has only happened in the past, like since 2019 has started. I'm really happy for this community because I love all this and if it comes to fruition then I need to get my hands on some third party maracas because there's no way I'm going to be playing all these custom songs with my controller and you know I'm the rhythm game guy so I've got to get all the peripherals. Um, uh, we're currently at uh, like seven Guitar Hero controllers and counting. Let's, let's move... No, it can't be seven. There must be more than that. Um, let's count them. Uh, these are just going to be a bunch of buzzwords for those of you who know nothing about the games. I have um, the Beatles Rock Band controller, I have Guitar Hero Live, Guitar Hero 2, Guitar Hero 3, two Guitar Hero 4s, um, one Guitar Hero 5, and no, sorry, a third um, World Tour as well. Uh, there's one more somewhere, isn't there? I have another one, I swear. Um, that's enough. That's like seven, yeah, that we'll, we'll call that seven. I weren't really counting after I said I count. The point is, I have a lot of them. I have a cupboard full of stuff like Donkey Kong bongos and DJ Hero decks and all this sort of nonsense. I, I really don't need a Samba Amigo Maracas, but especially when I have the Wii version. But oh, those motion controls suck on the Wii version. It'd be so nice to be able to play the Dreamcast version with proper proper maracas in my hands and no Wii Remote and Nunchuck, actual maracas and proper motion controls, it'd be nice. 
and it's only £30 and I only have to risk more cupboard space which is already full of junky peripherals. I'm that type of person, I love the plastic peripherals, that, it, it makes the rhythm games for me. Can't play them on a normal controller whatsoever. Actually, those saying that I don't have a Project Diva controller, I should invest in a Project Diva controller at some point because I play enough of that game. Those awesome arcade pads with the um, oval buttons on them that you got to slap with your with your um, palms of your hands rather than hitting it with your thumb. I love that sort of thing. I need to get one of those. That'd be awesome, Project because I play enough of that game to justify it. In my head, I do. I don't know whether in reality I do, but I'd imagine so. Zambi Migo for the Dreamcast. Um, it's one to keep an eye on. It's very expensive. Get the Japanese import if you want to play it, and it is possible to play on a controller. Maybe do that. And while you're at it, maybe import instead Zambi Migo version 2000, which was only in Japan, and it's basically the same thing, basically the same price, just with more songs and a few different slash extra modes. Maybe get that one. Um, I ha I've played both. I don't really have a preference, but I was able to read the English version, therefore I'd probably say the English version. Um, unless you, unless you don't mind stumbling your way through the menus, but I, I did stumble my way through the version 2000 menu successfully, but I do need to actually import some copies of those because I love those games on Dreamcast, even with the controller, they're still brilliant, but not quite the same as that motion controlled experience. Somebody we go for the Wii, this was the one, uh, this, this was a serious childhood game, once again, um, making you all feel old on this one, but I probably hundreds of hours into this one without even complaining about the motion controls at the time. That really didn't bother me as a child. Uh, it's only sort of now when I try and go back to it, I go, oh, this is unplayable, because one thing about Somebody Amigo for the Wii is if you're a filthy rhythm game casual, you really don't notice many issues with the controls, and I never did. That's why I relatively enjoyed the game when I was younger, I think, because I played on medium and easy difficulties, where you don't really have to remove the con move the controllers around all too much. When I revisited the game last year, because um, I revisited it just ahead of the 2008 episode, which was the second to last episode of season one, I revisited it and played like two, three hours of the game, and I played it on the hardest mode available, on the hustle mode, which makes you, oh, sorry, which makes you move even more. I did that, and I didn't have a, I didn't have an issue with the notes at all. I was bending all over the place, getting getting those high scores, but the controls just did not like it. I was moving so much, they just could not stay stable, and they would not hit the right notes, but I, I enjoyed it, just uh, the, the controls let it down so much, to the point where it gets unplayable at higher difficulties, especially on, like, I don't even know if it's called Extreme Mode, I think there's Hard, Extreme, then Extreme Plus. I think I was playing on Extreme Plus, <laughs> and um, I wasn't having a very fun, oh, I was having a fun time, but I wasn't having a fun time of, um, getting high scores because it wasn't possible because it just wasn't hitting the notes. But I've made it clear on this show by how much of it I play, the song selection on the Wii version is mm, fantabulous. Brilliant stuff because uh, it's weird, the Wii version went the route of not really putting in any Latin songs and all the new songs are semi-Latin or if they're not, they're just random sort of songs. Like. We've, we've got some new ones which you can sort of see. Lowrider, I can sort of see. Um, what else was there new? Jump in the Line, yeah, I can see that one. I can even see uh, ones like Cha Cha. What I can't see is um, one we're going to be playing later on, 
What else have we got that really doesn't fit the agenda? Uh, Love Shack? Mexican Flyer? As in the song made famous by Space Channel 5, but it was originally a theme to a pirate radio station. Fun fact, for those of you who don't know, yes, that's where Mexican Flyer originated from. And there's a lot of songs there which do fit, but there's just a lot of the songs where you go, this is just because it was semi-popular at the time, wasn't it? Um, Pondy Replay, that's on there as well. Um, uh, there's some other ones which I want to say, but I'm playing them later on in the show, so I really don't want to spoil them all too much. So I'll, I'll leave it at that, but yeah, I, I like the song selection, but it's not very Sambury. But all of the songs, I believe, as far as I know, from the Dreamcast version are still in there, so you've still got that authentic sound on top of the new pop tracks, but I just love love the song selection in the Wii version, even if it's a tad unfitting, but hey, no other rhythm game would, um, no other rhythm game would dare have songs which didn't fit in with the layer motif of the game, so hats off to Gearbox for... Well, making a good game for once, that's a start. Um, the second one is props to them for choosing some diverse songs, actually. Now, that's, that's a good pick from them. And the other games on this list, we've talked about ad nauseum, so I'll try and save you some aggro. Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. I love, love, love the original one. One of my favourite games, another childhood game for me. Hundreds upon hours of uh, game time in the original one. Sonic and All Stars Racing Transform. Don't like it as much, but it's still a good game. Team Sonic Racing. No. Mario Sonic at the very 2016 Olympic Games. Played it about twice. I think I, I think I played it on the topical Presort, which is the Twitch show we occasionally do, where I play some of the games uh, that I've that I'm going to be talking about. I think I played that on a topical Prezor once, and that was the only time I ever played it. I don't actually own the game. I borrowed it. Yeah, we're going to go with that. I borrowed it. But I do have all the intentions of buying the game, actually, because I'm trying to I'm trying to fill out my Wii U collection, because my Wii U collection is looking a bit sparse. I've got quite a few Sonic games, and i got, like, two Mario games, and that's really about it. I'm looking to fill out that Wii U collection, because I love the console. One of my favourites of all time, dare I say it. Not as much as the original Wii, but... It's up there, but I want to fill out my game collection, and I really want to get, um, I, I'm going to get Rio 2016 after I get Sochi 2014, because it's not as good as Vancouver was on the Wii, but Sochi 2014 looks like a whole heap of fun, especially with uh, some of the motion controls taken out and being placed onto the gamepad, but after I do that, Rio 2016 is a bit more expensive, but Rio 2016, the presentation is fabulous, the best presentation of any of the games by far. It, especially when you compare it to the first Olympic Games, which had the sloppiest presentation going. When you look at Rio 2016, it's almost like AAA levels of presentation. The music sounds so professional in comparison to the first game, and all the menus and the HD graphics and just everything about it. Really professional game, and I don't hear too, I don't hear like any raving reviews about the actual game modes, but they seem about as solid as they always were and I don't have any doubts that they're going to be less solid as a result of this so maybe one day I should check it out but Tokyo 2020 is coming out at the end of this year and I got asked that question in the chat, will I be picking up Tokyo 2020? Without a shadow of a doubt I'll be getting Tokyo 2020 because 
the last time the last time I got a Mario and Sonic game brand new was uh, Mario and Sonic 2010. Um, this brings me back because it's a friend who I haven't seen for a while, but I saw the friend today, just before the show. That, that was who I was out with. Um, I remember the day Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympics of 2010 came out. I went over to his, just, oh, a quick after-school coffee and then go home. Not coffee, but you know what I mean. Like, quick drinks, go home, and, oh, we just got Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games. And, wow, 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 this looks so cool. I had no intention of buying it because I wasn't particularly interested. I, I played the first game, but I wasn't like, wow, the Winter Olympics is coming out. I need to buy this. But I went around his house, played it. So much fun. I was like, whoa, I was blown away by it. So, immediately, um, sort of like, oh, we, I, 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 <laughs> in, the, in, in the most articulate way possible for a child of um, can we go and get this, can we go and get this so we found a good deal on it, we found it on launch day for £15, I'll never forget it £15 for a brand new game on launch day for the Wii when they used to call it cost £40 or something I, I remember that vividly because I was like, oh I'm never going to be able to get this it went from I don't want this game to this is the best thing ever, I need it now but oh, I won't be able to get it for ages until like Christmas or whatever to, oh my goodness, it's super cheap, and it's, I got so many hours out of the 2010 Olympic Games, so, in a way, I think that was just fate, because fate knew that, um, that was going to be one to tide me over, and even now, every Christmas, I go back and play that game and the DS version, those two games remind me of Christmas so much, but, they're the last two I got at launch, I always remember that story of launch day for Mario and Sonic at the 2010, but, the Wii version of 2012, um, I didn't get that till years later when it went on discount for around the same price. Ironically, I think I bought it from the same store, actually. Um, but it took a while for that one to come down in price. None of the Wii U games I got because I didn't have a Wii U until 2017, after the Switch came out, because that was when it tanked in price. So I went, right, getting a Wii U now. So I didn't get any of them at launch, but Tokyo 2020 is now my time. I can't wait to see how... We don't know anything about it, but I can't wait to see how Tokyo 2020 turns out. I don't think it's going to have the same quality as Rio did, because there's no way you can top that. But, I mean, oh, they, they should try it at least. But I'm excited, because brand new console generation means good, hopefully, new things for this series. And so maybe it can re renew some interest in me, because I haven't played one new since... Oh my goodness, no... Oh no! <laughs> I just thought when I was like, 20, uh, we're gonna do the generic Viper thing of 2010 wasn't that long ago. Oh, it was. And I remembered uh, the 2010 Olympic Games, I think, came out in 2009. Which means it's 10 years old in like a month or two, probably. Oh, no. Give it three or four months and it'll be 10 years old. Wow, okay. That's a bit daunting. But hey, 10 years since I got the last one. I should probably get a new one, right? Yeah, I hope so. Um. But but tell me what you guys are thinking about the Olympic Games in general. Will you be picking up the new one if you have a Nintendo Switch? Let me know about that, because I'm interested. I always hear, no, no, lazy, boring crossovers, but I'm interested as to whether people will actually pay attention this time now that it's on the Switch. Maybe it'll be the first good... I mean, we don't really have a solid mini-game collection on Switch. Some of them would say Super Mario Party, but Super Mario Party I thought was okay, and it didn't have on really that good online. It just had mini-games online. So I'm sort of hoping the uh, the 2014 one had a semi-decent online mode. And I don't know about 2016, I think that had a few more games online. And a lot more interactivity on Miiverse. So I'm sort of hoping they just go the full hog and make the entire thing playable online, which would be awesome. And then it'd be the greatest minigame collection on Switch and everyone would buy it. But I think everyone's going to buy it anyway, because 
It's it's the first Mario and Sonic game on a new console, and a new console that's selling incredibly well with the general public and families at that. So I assume, yeah, it's gonna sell hotcakes. Brit says his favourite's Winter DS. Good man, Winter DS. Yeah, I think I like it more than the Wii one, but the DS one's so good, and so's the Wii one. Oh well. So we're just about to head over to the trivia coast, where I'm going to ask you the final question, which is the easy question. And then, well, it's about time we wrapped up the Trivia Coast, so let's just head on over into it. Trivia Coast. So, the first time around, I asked you where, what was the name of the spiritual sister title to Samba de Amigo, and what home console was it ported to? The medium question I asked you was what brand new mode was brought in to replace some old modes in Samurai Amigo version 2000? And now the easy question for your chance to win one point you've got roughly about four minutes after the uh, first track here starts. And the question is, the last appearance of Samurai Amigo's trademark six ring HUD was in which 2013 rhythm game? So the last appearance of Samadhi Amigo's trademark Six Ring HUD was in which 2013 rhythm game? Let me know on Discord for your chance to win that one point and we cut another block of music from the Wii version of Samadhi Amigo because it's just so good. And this first one is simply known as, a, it's a track name which a lot of tracks in this game have. It's called Cha Cha, right here on Radio Sega.
Entries for the Trivia Coast are now closed. Trivia Coast. You just heard a track from the Wii version of Samba de Amigo. That was, as everyone dubbed in the chat, and was technically the official English name for it, even though I don't think that's what it translates to at all. I think it's more so to do with something in the song, maybe? The Ketchup Song. Uh, originally known as... Aj I can never say it. Azareje. Uh, no, I give up. Whatever. I can never say it, but... I played that one because I have an interesting story with that song. It's not interesting at all. Once again, showing my age in the show, which I... I try not to do, but it always seems to happen every week. But, um, yeah, so that's the... Along with Hello Allison, that's the first song I ever remember hearing, which is ironic, because both of that and Hello Allison, well, Hello Allison you know better as Isle 10. Both of, two, both of those two songs end up appearing in Sega games that I'm incredibly fond of. It just so happens that they're also the two songs that I think I, as far as I know, they're the first songs I have a memory of hearing, which is really strange, because I don't know, but yeah, that's that one specifically I have vivid memories of. Uh, I will tend not so much, I remember it though, but that one, yeah, first song I ever remember hearing, that's a bit weird, but I always go back to it, lean on it a bit uh, when we talk about Samba Amigo Wii, because I always have that story interestingly tied to it, because hey, I can play it on my show, because Samba Amigo Wii like to add silly little songs like that. For that, from the Wii version of Samba Amigo again, that was Cha Cha, which brought up the classic question, can we all Cha Cha slide? The answer is inevitably yes. It's not exactly like it's difficult to, to, to slide to the left and slide to the right, but we can. And so congratulations to everyone in the chat who did that, and congratulations to everyone in the chat who got the answers for the Trivia Coast, because the Trivia Coast, as you just heard from our lovely announcer lady, is now closed. And, well, congratulations, because quite a few of you entered tonight, and more of you... <laughs> the, the further we went on, the less of you entered, so more of you entered for the hard questions than entered for the easy question. I'll never get it. You, you don't want three points, guys. Speaking of three points, that's the medium question. We're going to go to the easy question, which was worth one point. And it was only one of you got it right, surprisingly. So the last appearance of Sam and Amigo's trademark six-ring HUD was in which 2013 rhythm game? And a, I think two or three of you got on the right lines because you said Rhythm Thief. However, you said the wrong Rhythm Thief because you said... I actually always forget the exact name of it. But... Rhythm Thief and the Paris Caper. Um, nope, wrong one. That's the answer. <laughs> Rhythm Thief and the Emperor's Treasure, the 3DS one. That came out in 2012. The the game known as Rhythm Thief and the Paris Caper came out in 2013 in Japan and 2014 in the West and it came out on iOS and Android. It's sadly gone because it was an online-only game, sort of like Sonic Runners and Chain Chronicle. But it featured the Samba Amigo mode, so that is technically the last ever appearance of Samba Amigo's trademark six ring HUD. Paris, Rhythm Cap, Ruin Paris and the Caper Thief. Sure. Right, Rhythm Thief and the Paris Caper was the final ever appearance of Samba Amigo's HUD. Congratulations to Jamie for getting that one. One that Jamie did get, however, was when Samba Amigo made its way home, it received a straight up port and an enhanced port known as Samba Amigo version 2000. 
What new mode would replace some old ones in this release? The answer? Well, there are a few new modes added to Samadhi Amigo version 2000, but the, ones that the one that specifically replaced old modes was Volleyball Mode. Congratulations to Brit Gamer and to Greyfor, I believe. Yeah, Greyfor and Brit Gamer both got the three points, and for the five points, which quite a few of you got, I'm surprised by how many of you got this, because I thought it was common knowledge among hardcore Sega fans, like ultra hardcore, but I didn't really think it was all that common, but maybe I didn't throw you off the scent well enough by calling it a spiritual sequel, because I think uh, Wikipedia gave away the scent on that one. Samadhi Amigo had a sister title revolving around similar mechanics, which also happened to be on the Naomi arcade board, and it was later ported out of the arcades and into the home. What was the name of this game? The console version and what console would it receive a port on? Now, I never specified that it would be the console version because I thought that would be a bit mean, so... Uh, I gave you either one if you said the console port which had a different name or you said the uh, arcade version which had a different name to the console version, I'd give you either. The answer to this was Mini Money Shakato Tamborine Diapon, which was the version on the PlayStation 1. It's the only Sega developer game to be released on the PS1. Someone will say Puyo Puyo's Sun, that was only published by Sega. The only Sega developed game to be on the PS1 was Mini Money Shakato Tamborine Diapon. And the original was just called Shakato Tamborine on the Naomi Arcade Board. So congratulations to Jamie, Greyfort, Brick Gamer, Electric Boogaloo, and Skyblaze who all got their five points there. A big congratulations to all of you. Interestingly, Electric stopped answering on the medium and easy questions. I wonder whether he was just being nice or whether he genuinely didn't know. And I'd made the hard question too easy. Either way, thank you to everyone who played during the Trivia Coast. It was a fun one, in my opinion. And we're having a discussion of old age now, so I think I did a good job. I enjoy, I enjoy uh, making you guys feel like you're withering away, which you are. You are, especially when li listening to my show. It's a tough two hours to get through. I understand. But, um, yeah, Brits bring up a good point, which is the exact same for me, and he says, it's funny because Brit game in 98, which means he was born in 1998, it's funny, but he still grew up with Megatrive, and I've told this story before, same for me, it's funny, um, birth date redacted, but grew up with a Master System, even though, even though I've said before, I grew up with a Wii and Xbox, um, that is partly true, but... Master System before all that, Master System for life, love love it, not as much my Mega Drive though, I've grown to love my Mega Drive more in recent years. I, I love I love you Master System, don't ever change. Right, anyway, now that our results are out of the way, I said congratulations, give yourselves a pat on the back in chat. It's time to get into some more music, and I mentioned that specifically for this show, I dug out the music from Samadhi Amigo for the Wii the DLC tracks. Nine brand new tracks which you've not heard on the show before, except this one is the exception. Because if you've paid attention to my very early episodes, you'd know that I'd spoken about this one before, and I think I'd played it on another episode at some point, but this song, it's its an absolute classic that influenced many artists in Sega, including Hideki Naganuma specifically, who referenced, uh, referenced that this was an inspiration for him. On top of that, it was also meant to appear in the prototype for Res, and in fact it did appear in the prototype for Res, but it was meant to appear in the final game. However, it was cut, presumably due to licensing issues, but it did still make it into another Sega game, it made it into the DLC for Samba Amigo for the Wii, and may I just say, these, 
so there were a couple of stages with other characters, other Sega characters. You can play on stages with Ooh La La, and you can play on stage with Sonic. Sonic had the coolest songs in the game. He had this song. He had Mambo Number no. Five. He had Un uh, Agwin, something like that. And he had Lowrider. All of which are like my favourite songs in the game. He had the best songs, seriously. But this one out trumps them all because you had to pay for it, but it was worth it. From Somebody Amigo for the Wii, this is Rockefeller Skank, right here on Radio Sega. Funk Soul Brother, check it out now. The Funk Soul Brother, right about now. The Funk Soul Brother, check it out now. The Funk Soul Brother, right about now. The Funk Soul Brother, check it out now. The Funk Soul Brother, right about now. The Funk Soul Brother, check it out now. your Radio Sega live weekend. This is the Topical Resort with Green Viper 8. Fiesta será a todo el mundo. 
Esta música es para ti Alegría de una samba Y cha, cha, cha Muévete A este ritmo muévete Una noche de fiesta será one thing that must be we've run out of time so we're gonna be getting into the copy mix in just a second you heard from sonic and all stars racing transformed samba studios a remix of vamos a carnival from the original samba de amigo that's actually one played for the game as well there's not too many tracks in that vein that can say they were made specifically for samba de amigo but that is one of them and for that from the wii version of samba de amigo from the dlc tracks that was rockefeller skank and well yeah it's copy mix time already but we should add a little note here that this is from Poo Poo Esports. I've mentioned that many times, but Poo Poo Esports is coming to the West as of next week, and it is going to be known actually next Friday, I think it is, and it's going to be known as Poo Poo Champions, which we already knew that was leaked as a trademark ages ago. But hey, it's finally coming out. So, and it's also coming to Xbox One. And I know what you're thinking. Shut up, Xbox fanboy, etc., etc. I'm not going to buy it there probably. I'm just very happy that, that happened because. Puyo Puyo Tetris was dropped from Xbox One because it was originally released in Japanese on Xbox One, but they didn't bring it out when it came to the West. They didn't bring it into English, and I never really got that. But now, now they're doing Puyo Champions, they're actually porting it to the Xbox, which they didn't do for the original Japanese Puyo Esports. And it's also coming to Steam. If I'm going to get it anywhere again, because I've already got it on Switch, I'm probably going to get it on Steam. But I'm, I don't have too much interest, as I say, because I've already got it on Switch and I haven't played it. I've played less than an hour of it on Switch because it really just is budget pure Tetris, which isn't a bad thing at all. As games go, it is definitely presentation and gameplay-wise better than pure Tetris, but you, uh, I have Tetris on top of that, whereas this only has pure pure. But if you're a fan of pure pure, which I am, but I like having both in one package. Well, this if you're a fan of Puyo Puyo, this is probably the way to go, because it's going to be £8 when it releases over here, which is an absolute steal for the amount of content you're going to be getting. Not as much as Puyo Tetris, no story mode, etc., but you got online and competitive online at that. But we've already got the music from this game on the playlist, from when it came out in Japan, so we don't really need it in the toppy mix. But what we do need in the toppy mix is another track from the Wii version of Samba de Amigo, so it's going to be coming to the playlist soon. And a track which from a game which released last week and we finally have it on the playlist as of right now, it's from Virtual Racing for the Switch. So this first track coming up here is another DLC track from Samba Amigo, as I said, but this one's a bit interesting because Samba Amigo for the Wii was rated U for Universal. It didn't get a Peggy rating, it didn't get an ESRB or a Cero rating. 
at least here in the UK, it got a film board rating, which had U for Universal, which means suitable for everyone, no matter their age. And then this DLC came along, and I don't know what the hell happened, because, um, well, the song's name is a bit of a giveaway, but this is quite a popular song as it is, so you can't really blame the song all that much, but if you listen to the lyrics and you read the title, um, I think it's fairly obvious. And we'll explain what it is later on. I, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I, you, considering how immature chat is, you're going to have a field day with this one. Enjoy the second the second week of the new and maybe improved Toppy Mix, where we show off new tracks in the Sega community, or that have been added to our playlist. In this case, it's two new tracks that have been added to our playlist, so enjoy the Toppy Mix. Let's get scratching. The Toppy Mix. Thank you. 
that snazzy music can only mean one thing. It can mean that it's a song from Samba Amigo for the Wii. It's the main menu theme. Ignore that. But it can only mean that it's the end of the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. That track was awesome from the Switch version of Virtual Racing. That was a that was the replay theme, a remix of Naofumi Hataya's awesome replay track from the 32X version of the game. Which well, they needed a remix which sounded much more like the Model One arcade version of the game, so they went with that. And I love it; it's so good. I don't know if I love it as much as the original 32X one, but it's brilliant. That melody in it, oh, the chords are amazing. I don't think I loved it as much as you guys in the chat seem to love the previous one, which was some Samadhi Amigo for the Wii. It was known simply, so simply, it was known as Jerk It Out, which you guys seem to receive great pleasure from. Not as much arguably as the person in the song, but there you go. Uh, this chat has just completely gone out the window, so I like to, I like to think I've done something right, but hey, it's five minutes to ten here in the UK, so it counts for something, I believe. We have one more track coming up to end off the show right now, but I will say before we do any of that, coming up on the Radio Sega Live radio stream this week, but mainly coming up on Radio Sega Live this week, Saturdays at 2am BST, it's RSN Live with Voice, join the mumble, join the IRC for some crazy bounce and maybe even some fan fiction, all at 2am on RSN Live. Saturdays at 9pm, Skyblaze goes live with the Hidden Palace, and this week it will be covering Star Wars games. I don't know if I was meant to say that, actually. Sorry, whoops. Ah, I just realised that maybe I shouldn't have said that off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I, I can't not say things that I've already just said, so whoops. Oh, well. Um, tune into the Hidden Palace, sun, uh, Saturdays at 9pm for various obscure... Uh, it's too hot in here now, I can't concentrate. Very obscure Easter eggs, glitches, trivia, anything to do with the obscurities in Sega Games, The Hidden Palace covers it all Saturdays at 9pm BST. I might actually be able to cap catch this episode, because I haven't caught one in ages since, like, February. But I keep managing to catch Saturday Night Sega, but I can't seem to catch Hidden Palace due to personal issues. Saturday Night Sega at 10pm on Saturday, and where is it? Hidden Palace has a focus, Saturday Night Sega has no focus. I don't think Gabby will be offended by me saying that. So anything Sega goes, any Sega music, any Sega games, anything is up for discussion on Saturday Night Sega. Our longest running live show since March 2010, and its legacy just keeps on going. Saturdays at 10pm. Sundays at... 2pm UK time is Sweaty Sundays with Dr. Scottnik and Nalbis, the only pop culture podcast on Radio Sega. So not just Sega, not just Sonic. Plenty more including Nintendo, Sony, PlayStation, films, TV, anything they want to discuss. Maybe even comics, anything like that. Anything pop culture is up for discussion. That is dual casted on Nintendo Lounge and on Radio Sega. So... You can go and listen to the podcast edited version on Nintendo Lounge or the live version on Radio Sega. So Sundays at 2pm and Sundays at 8pm. Hopefully back this week, Sega Mix Drive with Rexy playing you the best Sega remixes, whether they be official, not official, joke, gag, anything. It's all up for grabs on Sega Mix Drive. It's our longest show by episode count. Probably for a reason, because it's flipping good, that's why. You should listen to it. 
Sundays at 8pm. Rolling us back around to Ready Seconds Guest Nights, Mondays at 7pm GMT. Or BST with some brand new partners, some brand new podcasts to play their few. As for our streaming schedule, tomorrow night at 7pm BST, Rapid Run is going to be back at it with some Xbox One games, some mobile games, some PC games, anything goes on Rapid Run streams. And hopefully at some point on the Sunday, we should have Ravseek streaming. I don't know what time yet. He hasn't confirmed for me, but he wants to stream. Therefore, sometime on Sunday, Ravseek will be streaming on our Twitch channel. Tuesdays at 7pm or 8pm. I actually don't remember. I think it alternates between the two. Uh, is Greyfort with Radio Sega Tuesday. Two Sega games on one night on a Tuesday. That's only on the Radio Sega Twitch channel. And then rolling it back around to Wednesday, where 7pm GMT, BST, damn it, BST, I stream various Sega games. I did try to stream Hiroki last week, I actually did try, but my capture card just was not playing ball. We did, however, stream some nights, it was incredibly fun. Didn't do as well as I wanted to, but hey, I played it. Um, so we did that on the Wednesday, and I tried to play Hiroki, but just was not playing ball. But this week, I promise we are going to beat Hiroki, because I'm so looking forward to finally beating it. I've got in the mood to play some of it again, and for good reason. It's a brilliant game. All of that, twitch.tv forward slash official Radio Sega is where you can go to look at our streams and look at our past broadcasts. So we do that, we run that on the side, so it doesn't clash with our radio shows. You can just watch the Twitch whenever we're not on the radio, because... I don't know, we enjoy it. It's a side project that we personally all love. That's why we started it up after all. But with that in mind, I should say a big thank you to everyone who's been listening in. We've had Skyblaze, we've had Superbike, we've had Shake and Bakey, we've had Mikhail24RD, we've had BrickGamer98, we've had Greyfort, we've had Icenor. Huh. Interesting. Um, Puyo Puyo, the English version of Puyo Puyo Champions, which S12 Softener, shoutouts to him and all the guys from Puyo Nexus. They got their hands on an early English copy of Puyo Champions, and it appears to have all the Sonic Puyos, which were in Puyo Puyo Tetris, which they cut out of the uh, Puyo Esports, and hopefully has a bunch more as well, because Puyo Esports was pretty lacking on customization options, so I hope that all goes well. We also had Mikhail24RD, we had Alex Copperton, uh, we had i 1980 Vristar. Did I say Superbike? I don't know if I said Superbike. We had Superbike. We had Serga. The whole ton of you. We had someone on the forums who messaged me. Let me see if I can find you quickly. We had... Come on, forums. You're being a bit slow today. We had Ethan J. Brady. Shoutouts to you as well on the forums. And anyone who's been listening in, lurking like Electric Boogaloo as well. If you're listening on the podcast, thanks for listening. Just one more track to go and... It'd be fairly stereotypical to end with Samba de Janeiro, so instead we're going to end with the remix which came from the game, which I found out interestingly, I keep saying interesting, but there is actually genuinely interesting facts tonight, which is why I keep saying interesting. Interestingly, this remix, don't simply as Samba de Amigo, the rights to it are really weird. The uh, Bellini are fighting for the rights to this remix so they can release it on like iTunes and on records and stuff, whereas the Sega guys are still actively fighting to keep the license for it, even though they just remixed the song. So this song's in a bit of a copyright deadlock right now. But I don't like it as much as the original, but I thought, hey, it's a bit of a unique one and it never gets played on Radio Sega versus the original one. So why not end off with a track from Samba de Amigo known as Samba de Amigo. I've been Green Viper 8. You've been awesome. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, 
stay topical. Oh, and we're going to have one last loop of this track because it's awesome and from Samba Amigo. Bye-bye.